podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, good evening and welcome to Talking Cop on Wednesday night. We're going to look at the Liverpool and Man City game at the weekend. And I'm your host, Keith, and I'm joined by Davo tonight. Shane, how are you? I'm good, Keith, yeah. All good. Glad that international nonsense is over now till March or whatever, so crack on. It's awful, isn't it? It's uh, mm. we, we were only talking before we came on air, actually, about the South American stuff. That's great. Mm. Everything else, absolutely useless. This, this European... Um, international football is dead on its arse but uh, the South American stuff still has a little bit of spice about it and we'll, we'll talk about some of that because a lot of the players are on international duty and things like that and coming back long haul trip to get back in time for the game on Saturday but Davo, we go into this game now on Saturday and um, I'd say it's probably safe to say or fair to say Liverpool are maybe in a better position than we may have expected at the start of the season you know that we're going into this game we're in three points in Manchester City at the top. You haven't been great, but you know we've we've not been great ourselves. But to be to be in there with a chance, it, it's where you really want to be, isn't it? At this stage, you know, obviously you'd rather be ahead of them, but mm. the fact that you're still in striking distance um, in in this big game, it gives Liverpool an opportunity to put down a bit of a marker on Saturday. Yeah, look, I think we're now our last. Kind of four games have been far winnable ones. Unfortunately, we uh, dropped points at Luton. But I think before yeah. that, we were certainly up there with one of the toughest starts in the league. We obviously had them tough away games. Um, we obviously started with Chelsea. We had to go to Newcastle, had to go to Spurs, two of the farm sides. And kind of to be where we are, I, I, I definitely would have taken it at the start of the season. Anyway, Keith, if you told me we were going to be a couple of points off City going into November and kind of our second on goal difference, didn't we? And um, so, especially compared to how last season went, you're going to rebuild the midfield. You don't really know how it's going to go. You think, you hope, you expect that you'll be a lot better than last year. But um, yeah, to be a couple of points after going into the game, um, it's great because, listen, I'm, I'm not sure. Listen, we probably, look at, I think, I think a lot of pundits now the last couple of weeks of there's been bits and bobs kind of creeping in, kind of like the word that they're kind of using words like I didn't think there'd be a title race, I didn't think Liverpool would be in it, but lo and behold, here they are, and they're the only team that's proven that they can go toe to toe with City. So, albeit a new team, new midfield, anyway. But yeah, look, to be two points off them, I would have taken it, and uh, I'm actually really looking forward to it now on, on Saturday. Yeah, part of being the fucking half twelve. Well, yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a bugbear of Klopp mm. and something we spoke about in the past and, and on shows, you know, we we've had different opinions. Sean, he just thinks, look, it's it's it is what it is, and you know, I'm more of a conspiracy theorist. I'm like tinfoil hat on here saying it's always fucking mm. us. It's always and, us. and listen, but I, I know this one is slightly different because the coppers have fucking shot the bed and said for some mad reason it can't be half five, which is absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, um, but we're up, we're on again at half twelve and a fortnight again away to Palace. It's like, do you know what I mean? I, I thought 
one of the silver linings of the the Europa League would be now fucking half twelve so we'd be playing towards the Sunday, but seems every fucking Saturday we're available to play. We're on a fucking yeah. half twelve. Yeah, it is. It, it it's either the Sunday at two o'clock when you're in the Europa or the Saturday at half twelve seems mm. to be the way it's going. And it is frustrating because you know, people say, you know, oh, it's just another game, it's just another game. It's not, it's um you know, it, it's well known. Players have spoke. I remember Wayne Rooney giving out fuck about it years ago about the half twelve kickoff, saying when he was at United and he was giving out saying, "Oh, it's you're getting up and you're having to eat too bleeding early and mm. all this," you know. And, and the the actual routine that they have to get into is just an absolute fucking pain. And to do these half twelves, right? You know, we've we've won a fair few of the games, but it's never convincing, you know. And it's always sluggish, and it's always a bit of a a bit of a dragon. Look, it's not just Liverpool. There's two teams have to do it. And, you know, the the half-12s, the, the, the issue with Liverpool is it's always the international break half-12s that we get hit with. This yeah. is the 14th, which is outrageous. You know, there's other half twelve, As you say, a couple of weeks, we're on a half-12 again. Not an international break half-12. But it, it's just crazy that it's always the same teams. And this excuse about, oh, but it's for the TV. You know what I mean? It's TV right now. No, it's the coppers this time. It's not the TV. But it's just the same team are getting fucking punished all the time. And Man City, it annoys the bollocks out of me about Man City. Um, the police say there's safety concerns, so I'm putting this on a half half 12. Mm. They cut Liverpool's allocation to this game for about three years now, down to the blade, bare minimum. Do you know what I mean? And they make this into a, a bigger deal, in my opinion, than mm. it, it should be and it ever was. But look, we're in. It's another half 12. Um the internationals, as we said, they're they're finished, thank God. But you know, at the moment, Liverpool certainly have got a big South American influence in the team. So you just want to get the lads back uh, in time for that. The internationals have been on. What have you made of the international break for both teams? Um, listen, I thought. Listen, to be fair to Pep, we were we mentioned it off air. I thought he's kind of played a bit of a blinder, to be honest with you. He's kind of. Edison didn't travel. Uh, and listen, this is obviously me assuming that all these fellas are going to be f- available for City to play. Look, I didn't go in depth into their, their injuries, but he's obviously, he kept Edison at home. Um, Haaland the same. Rodri was a strange and he, he he missed the first game, but played the second one. Um, I thought it might have been the other way around, but maybe he did genuinely have a bit of a niggle. And in fairness, he, he played then for Spain in the second game. Um I think I don't know, Keith. You know, Mar is, is Alvarez the only one that travelled to South America um, with them. Uh, I'm f- trying from to them? think. Yeah, he probably is because yeah, Ederson doesn't go. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to think. Um, no one else then. Yeah. So obviously we've had all our lads over there, and in fairness to them all, they all did great. Um, they all did great. Allison didn't like. I'm not talking performance wise because they didn't see the games, but obviously two bad results uh, for Brazil. Um, but Darwin is on four. Uh, Alexis, I think he was hauled at half time in one game, was he? Or, he played ninety. Yeah, game, but he's, he's he's. I mean, it's different. I'm a huge Alexis fan and I know you've been a bit sceptical of what we've seen of him so mm. far. He, he's brilliant for Argentina because yeah. I suppose it's a familiarity. That Argentina team, it's very much one or two changes only from the team that sort of went and won the World Cup, you know. So he's an established sort of role and a, a position in that team and it suits him down to the ground. But, you know, Darwin is one. Let's let's talk briefly about him. You know, the he's after having a great international break, you know, and 
once they're not coming back injured, do you mm. think, can you see Darwin starting the game on Saturday? Can you see him influencing? Can you see him carrying this form forward? Because what I've seen of him is finishing is a lot more composed. Now, I know the Luton game, he, he, he fucking misses a few. But generally, I'm finding it's, he's a lot more composed and a lot more calm than he maybe has been last season. Do you, do you see him carrying that form into the Liverpool City game on Saturday? Yeah, absolutely. I thought, look, I thought he was excellent against Brentford Bar getting the goal. Um, and I think I think Bielsa has, has probably been, I know it's early days, but I think Bielsa certainly at the start looks to have been a, a big help and a big influence to him. It looks like he's after just fucking getting on the blower to him and blowing smoke up his arse, yeah. telling him how, how good he, he can be and that he's going to build the team around him, certainly from an attacking point of view. Um, because he's he's repaying him. He obviously um he gets his couple of goals you're a night um scored against he scored, scored against Brazil, didn't he, in the in the last window that was just gone? Um, yeah, I'm really sure he did in the in the one all. Um and he's flying and I absolutely expect him to start key, to be honest with you, on, on, on the weekend. I absolutely and I hope he is. I expect him to start through the middle, probably with yeah. uh listen, I, I know there could be a few curve balls, listen to uh the Liverpool Echo podcast won them reckons clock might throw a bit of a curveball and go four two three one because that's what the second half against Wolves we kind of went to that and got put put the foot in the gas and got the win. I don't know, but I, I, I would expect I would definitely expect Darwin to start the weekend and I expect him to carry that form. And this his finish last night, the volley, I don't know if people seeing it, just ball comes in and it's one of them listen. He's, he's not the finished article. He obviously could fucking slash it and blaze yeah. a 40 yards over the bar again. But it's definitely a chance that last year he probably snatches that and the other goes in the top corner or 40 yards over the bar. But he just just cushions it last night, just lets it, just lets it hit his foot in the instep, top corner past the keeper. Absolutely brilliant finish. And obviously, Messi gave him a shout out in the game that they beat Argentina. was perfect. Yeah. He said it was horrible to play against with, with someone with his pace in the break. And uh, I thought that finish was excellent as well because I know in our WhatsApp group there's a few slagging saying he nearly put it at the keeper. I think he, he has a little shimmy and he makes Martinez put all his weight yeah. on his left-hand side and, and has him going over and he puts it back uh, the other side. I think it's an absolutely brilliant finish. And, I agree, uh, yeah. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I, so it looks like he's, I think he's, uh, Kev said it in the comments there a few minutes ago, a lot of them will be bouncing in. Diaz the same. Uh, yeah. I think... I think I think he'll be bouncing in. Uh, once providing everything is all right, uh, injury-wise, I think they'll be bouncing off that flight with, with whatever chart they're bleeding jet that they're all landed on earlier on. Yeah, no, that's it. There'll be, um, there will be a lot of confidence. And it's a great point you make there about the goal against uh, Argentina. Obviously, he runs through. What the Mendy, poor old Otto Mendy is having to chase him. <laughs> Not where he wants to be at this stage no. of his life, but he's running in. And I agree with you. I think it's a very clever. He, he does the fake on the shot. And as a goalkeeper yourself, like... You can see it, can't you? Martinez just mm. makes that little one, that little move, that fraction that he does, and that's it. That's all. He's, he's off balance yeah. then, or he, he's not set, and then Nunes just plays a trim. I think I've seen a player that's bang on form, and I agree with you. I think Bielsa is having a good influence on him because Uruguay, as a nation, you know, they've had it. Their, their run of strikers has just played being great mm. as well. You know, whether it be Forlan and Suarez and and um, Cavani. Cavani. And that's coming to an end now. You know, Suarez is, is you know, on a swan song at this stage. And 
they need a new hero, and I think Darwin could be the could be the man to take <clears> that <throat> up. And I think that responsibility will will just make him better, and and you know, long may it last. But Rory puts up there his guess on the City team. Um, so we go through this, and we'll have a little look. Edings Ederson, Walker, Guardiola, Diaz, Akanji, Rodri, Silva, Foden, Grealish or Docu, Haaland, Alvarez, and then the bench. Ortega, Ake Stones, Lewis Phillips, Nunes are Grealish or Docu. Um, would you agree with a lot of that, or is there anything else you can see? I mean, I don't know who's injured out of this. I'm assuming fucking none of them. I'm mm. expecting De Bruyne and all to play. <laughs> listen, I would imagine, listen, I would, I would be shocked if um, the goalkeeper in the back forward isn't that, unless Ake is all right to come in. Um Maybe a left back, although Guardiola, I'd say, say Guardiola's probably going to play left back actually the way that's written out there. Probably be Diaz and the Kanji centre back. Other than that, we'd, we'd expect Haaland to play, but other than uh, Haaland and Rodri, I'd expect the goalkeeper back for Rodri and Haaland to play. And then other than that, we haven't really got a clue, Keith, because yeah. he could he could go anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like Silva, you would imagine he'll play. And then it's obviously between Fowden and Grealish, Tokyo, um, for the spot there. Um, I'd be probably worried about Doku in the game, kind of pace where he's very raw, direct. Um, exactly what Trent doesn't really like. Yeah. Um, so exploiting them spaces yeah, that will be left. Spaces that will be left when Trent comes in and stuff like that. But look, we'll we'll be looking to do the same. Um, but yeah, listen, we would expect probably the keeper back for Rodri and and Haaland, and then after that. Really God knows. Clue, mix and match yeah exactly mm. and that's the thing about city they can just throw lads in and you know mm. they, it'll be strong no matter what they do it's not going to be weak um liverpool we touched on some of them there how do you see the reds lining up it's look i think it's uh i just i see i don't i think he'll play simicus i listen I'm, I'm not as big as fan i think i think everyone kind of knows where we are with simicus i just kind of yeah, hoping he can get through until Robertson is back. We'd be shocked if uh, if Gomez started uh, yeah. at left back. We do it just for balance. Was <clears throat> an attacker boys going forward? I think. Um, I think he'll start Simicas. Who knows? Maybe Simicas now. Like he'd have to be on it, fucking a hundred percent. Any fucking half a mistake, and we're fucked. Maybe maybe that'll bring the best out of him. Or maybe it'll certainly bring out a more serviceable. serviceable performance than we've been getting off recently um so yeah i think it'll be trent i think it'll be matip van dyck simicas uh i think it'll be i actually think it'll be jota darwin and salah up front and then midfield sabas loyal start um mcallister will start and i don't know will 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 Elliot get the nods? Or Gakpo drop in? It's listen. It's hard. It's it's hard to know the midfield. The, the last midfield place is kind of is kind of is Jones fit? If Jones yeah. is fit, I think if but, Jones is fit, he starts. That's yeah. What. I think if Jones is fit, he might he might get the nod. Um, and obviously, listen. I I think McAllister is is, is an excellent player. I, I feel from. I don't think he's being great for us to be honest with you. But that's in the six. I'm not sitting there going shite sign and anything like that nothing fucking ridiculous like that he's having to learn on the job it's tough i, I like my hold of midfield players to be able to get around the park a la mascherano yeah. and fabinho before he fucking half diet 
Um, but like that's what I like. I don't think he. I don't think he can get. I don't think he's mobile enough to play the six for for a Jurgen Klopp team. But that's just and. But look, it's needs most at the minute because, and in fairness to him, there has been some high points. There's been some very good games. Um, it's more. What's kind of concerned me a little bit with minute is as well as kind of being listen. He's not as mobile as I would like. I think he's being very very loose in possession sometimes. I agree. That's, that surprised me a little bit. Yeah. And when you're when you're in the eight and that happens, and if someone behind you, obviously in his Brighton days, he'd quite say and stuff like that. That stuff gets mopped up probably fairly quick. But when you're as an attacking side as us and you're the holder, and we've probably we could have fucking seven men, six players ahead of the ball when you're on it, and if you give it away, we're in trouble. So I'd like him to probably that to be tidied up a little bit more. But listen, I've, I've no concerns about him going forward. It's just needs must whether we address it in January or next summer. I think we will get the whole of the midfielder in that that clap on to be specific for that role. Yeah. But yeah, listen, I, I'd say that'd be, I'd say that'd be the, the, the look at it's the one midfield places up for grabs, whether it goes to Jones, Harvey, whether it's Gakpo. Is he fit? Berich, is, he, yeah. Yeah. is he is he fit? So it's yeah, it's, I sort of agree. I see have Emmett saying there he has Allison, Trent, Kanate, Virgil, Costas, McAllister, Savoslo, Gakbo, Salad, Neil. That's very fucking attacking that. Mm. And I don't know if Kanate, I know he's in train, he's in um, doing the videos with the training and things like that. I don't know, we'd risk him, um, especially with the, the South Americans all coming back. The, mm. the state they do be in, we saw McAllister against uh, who was it? Wolves. he was playing mm. dirt, you know. Mm. And I agree about Alexis. I think what surprised me is that he has been a bit loose in possession. And I think when you look, as you said, with Brighton, you'd had the Caicedo beside him at Argentina, it's Enzo Fernandez beside him. I don't think he needs to have you know a Mascherano type holding midfielder. A lot of Liverpool fans think it's just another quicker player. And look, whether mm. we sign Andre or not, I think Andre would be a good player to have beside him because he's a scampery little fucker, you know mm. what I mean? And to have that. In there with a McAllister, because I think he can play deep, just maybe not as your 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 only number six. Will he start and will he drop him? Who knows? But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But you know, I can see Emerson thinking there. I I could see Gakbo playing in the midfield and looking to get in and putting them into a four whenever he can. But I I think I you said I agree with you. I think Jot the start over Diaz in this one. Um the the traveling, the emotional mm. shit that Diaz has been going through, I'd start Jota. He was in good form himself in fairness. Mm. Yeah no Jota's Jota's been very good in fairness. And listen, he's he'll sniff out a goal. He's he's a bit of a killer. He's a finisher. I think his all round game sometimes you know what I mean? It can it can bounce off, man. He, and he can he can leave a bit to be desired, but like he'll get you a goal. He knows where yeah. the net is. He's uh, he anticipates it. He's he's uh, he's bagged that. He scored at the end. He had before us. Um, so listen, I, I, I have no issues going to with Jota being in there. I have no issues with any of them really. Do you know what I mean? We're in yeah. we're in we're in good shape. It's just listen. It's the toughest place to go. Probably I don't mean kind of atmosphere wise written like that, but. They're the best. They're the best team in the world. So you have to say like, that. Like, yeah, like, yeah, there's, no like, yeah, there's no point in dressing it up like that. Yeah. Like they're arguably the best side in the world. You're going away to their place. We haven't got a good record there. I think Klopp's first visit there, we tanked them that time. Yeah. Um. I don't think we we, we haven't won there since. Got a few draws. Yeah. But and we've been licked a few times. Yeah, and we've been licked a few times exactly. So, um. Yeah. Look. Listen. Big, big players are going to have Allison, fucking Virgil, Matip. 
the boys in the middle, and then we'd have to take our chances up front. We're going to need our big players to to to, to perform well. Yeah, and it's funny, like you, you touched on two of them there, Matip and Van Dijk, and even Salah, not Allison, because he's always mm. been good. But I felt like last season it was the big boys that had just sort of falling off a cliff a bit, you know, Fabinho, Henderson, you could throw them into it as well. And it was the whole spine of your team that was gone. But it's great to see, like, Van Dijk, to me, and I don't want to put the mockers on it, but he looks back to his best um, at the moment. And having a fit and confident Van Dijk, I think, makes a huge difference. Because even though we have Simicast, and I have the same concerns about Simicast as yourself, you know, he's a reserve left back. At the end of the day, you're not going to get a Robertson quality, quality replacement we have mm. we have to put up with Simicast, but when you've got Van Dijk in there beside him on form, it's sort of, for me it does alleviate a little bit of that um, that concern because I think Van Dijk he looks quick, he looks strong, he's reading the game better. He's not. Do you remember last year he he was putting his hands behind his back or he was just constantly showing, mm. letting players go in and and you're like right, he's going to intercept, he's going to now he's not, he's not, he's not. They were just running at him. He looks to be much more on form now. And they had them big boys and Salah and, you know, Trent to a lesser extent. I think he still gets to be exposed, but it's the, the role that he's in. But, you know, to have some of the big boys back does make me feel a little bit more confident going into this one than I may have last year. Yeah, look, I was uh, I was over at the Brentford game the last time out and the seats were quite low down. They were very good. And the thing that jumped out me big time, all you could hear was Van Dijk Rodden. Jockey and fellas, you here, you here, you and I mean for 90 minutes, he balled that lads. Costas, fucking Matip, everybody, everybody got it off. And it was, uh, and plus, like, Brentford, I think, are a very good side. Well, I think they're a good side, and I think they're they're very well coached. Uh, they know what they're at. They're not, they're not big Sam long ball stuff, but they're not afraid to go direct because they know exactly what they're doing. But it's not just hoofed, they have a game plan with it. And the biggest thing as well, obviously, was just talking, but fuck me, he won some amount of headers and he wanted to go, he wanted to go on defense, he wanted to go and win headers. Um, whereas before in, in the previous seasons, maybe he's probably looked a bit, a little bit lethargic where he didn't really fancy it. But I think, um, I think he really like you, don't want to put the mockers on it, but he, he really looks strong. At the minute, and uh, we're gonna need it. And it, it was nice. It was nice to see Salah put a bit of a performance in because I actually thought his all round game was a bit better because he was. I don't think he's been playing well, but he's been getting goals because that's just exactly, that's yeah. just how he that's just how he is. He's a, he's a freak. But I thought his all round game was an awful lot better. Um, brilliant link up with Darwin for for his goal, and uh, yeah, Matip as well was was excellent against Brentford in a in a team that have been kind of known. I think teams target Matip because he can be flimsy at times you know what i mean but i think he, he was really really good as well so um we definitely think that'll be the two that uh start at the back canada he's just gonna have to buy his time and yeah. look at matt that will probably pick up a niggle at some stage and he'll get back in but at the minute it's, it, it looks like it's matt and virgil yeah because you brentford are a good team and and visa and and Buema, like they're quick and they're mm. strong as well you know and and matt boy thought you thought he was excellent there in that game against him. So I agree, I think that goes in. But another player who's had an excellent international break is Sabozloy. Mm. Can he influence it for Liverpool? I'm not going to compare him with De Bruyne because he's not that player. He's We're not seeing, you know, cutting open passes and things like that. But he seems to have given Liverpool a bit of, of power and a bit of urgency in that midfield that we've been lacking. Now, I know his performances the last couple of games haven't been great. But do you think a, a good, you know, 
hungry. He scored two goals. Um, they had an easy, a nice handy break. Uh, can you see him being well. a big? They qualified exactly. Mm. So can you see him being another one bouncing in with that little yeah, bit of confidence? He and... has to be bouncing in with confidence. Key. Yeah, look, it probably. I think it's more his last two games. Maybe on the ball, he didn't influence the game probably as much as he can. He, uh, but fuck me, he gets he gets around the pitch like talking about mobile with Alexis mobility and that yeah. he fucking. Uh, so he gets around the pitch like it's fucking nobody's business. He's everywhere, so I've no worries about him. He should be bouncing in. Um, like see, they'll like they'll give us space. Like they they'll give us space because they obviously they back themselves the same way we do in games and the way we give up chances um, at times as well. Like we we'll there'll be space there, and yeah. hopefully, like hopefully over obviously over that side, uh, Sabasloy Darwin. Um, Salah obviously Trent probably dropping in as well over that side as well to kind of link things together yeah I, 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 I can definitely see us getting joy there Keith yeah. yeah and especially I think if I know I like Vardial I think he's a good player but I think if he's playing at left back for them I think you can maybe get get a bit of joy there okay a little bit more mobile I'd say might be you know a, a harder task, but if they have Guardiol and you've got those players running on him, because one well, of I the think, things I think, look, I, I think another thing maybe is that I don't look, I know, listen, it's people might laugh or, or whatever. I'm not sure Guardiol has probably played against Salah before, he might have done for Leipzig or something like that, but he's going into a game where probably City are cruising in games. Um, and next thing he's probably coming up against the best winger they've come up with against in, in world football over on that side, and he's playing probably. I know he can't play left back, but he's probably a left sided centre back. So probably like that, I'd say Ake probably more experienced at dealing with Salah because he's he's more used to seeing him yeah. playing against him probably than Guardiol is. So it's probably probably something small that if if Guardiol if we do see him there at a left back, that um could be another reason. It could be another reason why we can get at them down there. Yeah, exactly. But it'll be like I said, it'd be interesting to see the way the lineups go. Um, one thing I do want to bring up, and, and I'm going to talk about because some of the lads don't like talking about it, but I'm in charge tonight, so we're going to bring it up. Patsy just said there, just seeing Chris Cabinet from Manchester as the ref for Saturday's game. Have you any concerns about this? Are they of the opinion of look, someone has to ref the bleeding thing? No point in moaning. Like, it's a bit like politicians, Keith, isn't it? They're kind of all as bad as each other, aren't they? Yeah. Like, I don't like it's like I wouldn't be sitting here going, Brilliant, Michael Oliver's doing it, or Brilliant, Anthony Taylor's doing it, or, or this fellow. Look, just some, they're all, sure, yeah. they're, I think they're all kind of poor, they're all at, all at a level. And this fellow's gone, this fellow's got the job this week. And then, see, I don't listen, I, I don't overly buy into the fucking the, the Manchester thing. I know I've seen a, a lot of people saying I think Mike Dane did referee us, didn't he? He wasn't allowed for years. That only yeah. got lifted in yeah, a couple of years ago. I think he yeah. only done and I think it could have been a Merseyside derby as well. Yeah. So listen, I'm sure like um Dane has Mike Dane did referee us and now you were saying it got lifted and all that, but I mean look it's like I, I, I don't see this fella. It's listen to sum it up, Keith, it's more incompetence than fucking uh, a bit of school do going on with these fellas. This fella could make up balls of us and ride us the weekend, but 
he he won't have gone out to do what on purpose of just being he's he's fucking shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I actually saying he's Liverpool have done well in games ref by mm. Chris Cavan. I think they've won 13 now, 15 mm. or something like that. So it's not that bad. Yeah, but he's he's one that um I was reading something. Michael Oliver is a Newcastle fan and he had to declare mm. he's a Newcastle fan, and he was saying he's not allowed ref Newcastle, and he's also not allowed ref Newcastle's rival, so he couldn't ref Sunderland or anything like that. Mm. But he also, if Newcastle were in a relegation scrap, he wouldn't be allowed ref another game that had something that has on it as well. Oh, right. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they said that Chris Cavan is one of the only refs that hasn't declared who he supports. Mm. I don't buy into it. I, I don't agree with the show that they all support like fucking Altrincham and Accrington, mm. uh, Accrington Stanley and all that sort of stuff. I think, you know, you support big teams, but mm. I think sometimes when you are from an area and you're seen to be biased, sometimes they do maybe try to go the other way, and it's just mm. their own incompetence then that, that causes the fuck-ups, do you know what I mean? But mm. it's going to be a big game. It's a, the, the issue I have with Cavanagh is I, I think he I think he can bottle a few. Like, I don't like Anthony Taylor. Michael Oliver, as you say, they're all crap. But they're a bit more experienced in these bigger games. I don't know if Cavanaugh will be easily swayed by the likes of a Rodri in his ear. Liverpool, maybe not the most vocal um, getting around refs. But one thing that I've seen today as well, just before we came on, is that the PGMOL are bringing in stricter rules around dissent and respect to referees. And the days, the halcyon days of the yellow card for waving an imaginary one could be coming back. That only seemed to last one day. And Alexis was the only one who mm. got punished for it. But that looks like it could be coming back. What do you make of that? Well, like, like we said there, the, the waving of the yellow card thing lasted probably five minutes. I just listen. This is going to come back, fucking. It's like when you're in that job and there's a bit of a health and safety push, and you have to stick your fucking safety boots on you for a week, and yeah. then it all dies down. The runners can go back on. It's look. I just don't want us to be the one that's on the end of it, fucking. By getting kind of fucking done by, uh, like the way. Listen, Virgil got sent off. Had a word. Obviously, took us took us extra game and whatever. There's been fucking there's been sending off since where fellas have had pops yeah. and and nothing's been said. Now listen, obviously, we're public enemy number one. That's just the way it is. We yeah. get battered by everybody. We're fucking clickbait for everybody. So it's obviously being it gets cranked up on all them sports boy on them shy hawk fucking sites and and Twitter accounts and everything like that um, to get clicks, but. I just don't want this obviously new thing coming in now. It's the fucking it's the time of year now. We're gonna fucking I see the Daily Mail going on about something there back in this campaign that now the scent and all that. I just don't want us to be the team that's on the end of the fucking end of the day on this week. Let someone else let's say fuck all to this fella and let someone else be on the end of it in the next week or two. Yeah, I'd be happy yeah. enough. Red Steve says there that'll be Mac a book then he can't help himself. Yeah, yeah, and some of the players are they're very fond of it, but hopefully they just you know, especially when it's being highlighted, just bleeding there. Uh, mm. Just forget about it this week, yeah, lads. Exactly. Uh, just want to play. Um the 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 game it's gonna play out to the early start. We know I don't I don't ever think they're good games on these half twelves. I think they're no. They usually, you know, scrappy and slow and a bit, um, a bit disjointed. Do you see that suit and city 
like, do you think Liverpool need to be going at this Man City team sort of helter-skelter in 100 miles an hour? Or can you see Liverpool trying to rope a dope? Or what way do you see the game itself playing out? I think I, I think this team will be will be happy enough to still be in the game. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think in previous seasons, maybe we needed to be the... We needed to be the ones to make it a bit healthier, skelter like a cup final. Uh, you have a chance, we have a chance. But I think, I think the last look at we've like you said, like we said earlier, we've taken some licks there, and we've been out of the games quite quickly there as well. Um, in some games, so like, I, like I don't, I don't see it being, I don't see it being an issue after now. If it's nil all, do you know what I mean? And and, and City probably have. 60 40 or, or 55 45 and we're kind of we're, we're, we're picking our um we're picking our times to, to get at them and all that I, I think we're comfortable enough i think we're a good enough side uh to do that um i do think look obviously they're at home they're a possession so they're an excellent side they're gonna have they're gonna have more possession than us but i absolutely think we're probably the do they fear Arsenal? Arsenal beat them this season, right? So you probably have to say, maybe not fear them, but they certainly have their attention. But listen, we've seen we've seen Guardiola and that all or nothing. We've seen all that. I think we're the I think we're the one team that probably puts the shit up, to be honest with you. Know, yeah. I'm I'm not disrespecting them or anything like that. He obviously knows his team are fucking absolutely excellent. But he also knows we can fucking do them. Um and we have done before. Um so Listen, I, I just think, I, I, I think this might be one of the half twelves where it is a good game. To be honest with you, I think it's a half twelve. Our South American players coming back, international break lads are bouncing in after having a good week. We might pay for the following week, half the Fulham after. Or we might pay for it on on Thursday. There could yeah. be changes, or there will be changes on 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 Thursday in the Europa game. And we might pay for it then in the Fulham game the Sunday, but. I, I, I think I think listen I think everyone will be buying up for it. Yeah, now hopefully that's what you want because the thing with City is I they're always up for the big game. You know I, I agree with you. Arsenal. I I don't think they they feared Arsenal right as you said they got the result but it's always been Liverpool. They know we're the ones that can chase them down and can run them. You know, people, I think, overhyped Arsenal last season. They were miles off it, really. They fell away very early. They done well, you know, to get through a few, first few months of the season, but then they fell away and it was never really, um, they weren't putting any pressure well, they on fell off. They fell off a cliff badly. Like, they were they were well yeah. ahead at one stage and like, they, they, they did fall off a cliff badly. Now. Once you start drawing games, and this is the thing, like, you know, Liverpool have that sort of, I'd say muscle memory of going into these title runs with City and you needing to get to 90 points and needing to win games because the draws might as well be a fucking defeat. You know, when Arsenal slipped in against us, actually, they were ahead of us, weren't they? They were winning that game at Anfield and then they played and mm. they got pinned back, should have been beaten and drew with West Ham the following week and just sort of spoiled after that. Um, I think they know, City know, if Liverpool are on any sort of form, and if we're still in touching distance in the reverse fixture, and I don't know when, I think March, March is March, new, yeah. New stand, new stand oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. March. So I think if you are still, if we're still sort of in around them by that stage, I think they'll be like, right, bollocks, this is a this is a run in. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I think it's if it's Arsenal, if it's Spurs, they're not going, they'll know they'll run out of steam, they won't have the the onions for the fight. But look, Liverpool go into it. And I think City do tend to drop off. You know, they'll drop points against who beat them this year. Wolves, was it? Wolves, Betham. Wolves, Betham, and uh 
Arsenal and they, they they drew the last game, didn't they? Before no, they, they they've drawn they won't they think they've only they, drawn one. Yeah, and they lost one then to Newcastle as well in the, the Carling Cup, yeah, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, last one in the so, Cup. I think they've two defeats in a draw. Uh, and, yeah. And we've the we've the one defeat and three draws, haven't we? Yeah, so look, it's you just have to hope that we can go in and, and just keep with them, as you say, stay in the game. You know, there's no need to bleed and get caught out and run out of steam too early. But at the same time, you just want you want Liverpool to be on it. You want the the Reds to be to be up for the game. How do you see it going? How do you see the result going? What way do you see it landing? And I'm gonna foresee and think you're gonna go for the draw. Yeah, I'll probably yeah, I probably go too well to be honest. Keith, uh, Desmond, I think, yeah, I think, I think, I think uh, Desmond, yeah, I think there'll be, I do think there'll be goals in it. Um, I can't see us keeping a clean sheet, to be honest with you, against them, but I don't think they'll keep a clean sheet either. And I, I think, I think it could, be, I think it could be two, two. We listen, we've a, a record is horrible there. Yeah, like we were said earlier, Barden. I think it was Klopp's first visit there when we thanked them. Um, and we have a month since. So what's that? Fucking six and a half, seven yeah. years ago, whatever it is. So. This is my due one. Um, yeah. We've been giving out fuck about half twelves all year. And after winning the, we've only done, we've won the two, haven't we? Yeah, we've we've won the two yeah. Uh, yeah. that we play it, and we've another one to come in a couple of weeks. Um, this one wasn't meant to be a half twelve, but that's obviously had to change it. So maybe it's maybe this is the year where the half twelves uh, are our mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I think I'm back in there when they get a goal though, one hundred percent. Well, Bob Paddock has him down for two in a 4 0 win. I like your style, Bob. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think of Desmond, a 2 2 here as well. And and I agree, I think Darwin can be a big difference because City, whenever I, I can't stand watching Man City because they're very boring. Um, and it's a Guardiola thing, you know. I think he's a great coach. I think the way he sets his teams up, he's always innovating. And when he done it with Barcelona, they had Messi. And to me, Haaland is he's a machine for scoring goals, but it's like watching paint dry. I, mm. I just don't enjoy watching them. And I think they're very boring and they're a bit sluggish. I think Stones could be a huge miss for them. Mm. I'm assuming he's out. Some people are saying he's definitely out. Others are saying possibly out. So it'll be interesting to see. But I, I think we can get at them. Yeah, I think we can get at them. And I think two all might be a, might be a fair... Uh, show on this one, and I take it. You know, I'll take the draw. Just get through. Like you this. said there, listen. Like, what are we? What are, are we? Point or two? Or two points behind them? Maybe I think or we're yeah, only one. I think I think we're only one. I think I think we're only one. I was up there earlier in the chat, and I can't be bothered checking my phone. I think it's only one. So <laughs> we go. If you, so if you get beat, you go to far. But listen, the draw just keeps you in it. Like you said there, the reverse fixture comes around in uh, early March. And if you're still in that, that hotels, then well, then look at them now. Then it's like, yeah, one point, listen, yeah, one point. If it keeps you in it, you fucking you move on and you, you go into December. And fucking December obviously brings its own issues. We some big games in December as well. So listen, it's every month's a big month. You have to, we have to. First and foremost, get yourself back in that Champions League, which is the top five by the looks of things this year, depending on well, it will be wow. because England will have the one of the two best coefficients uh, for this for this season. You would imagine, anyway. Do you think so, is that reliant on Newcastle and United qualifying, or does it not really matter with all the guys? From what I remember, is or from from it's all the competitions as well, isn't it? It's it's, not it's, it's all your way for competitions this year, and I think the two best coefficients 
I'm yeah. not sure if it's the best coefficient or the two best coefficients get an extra place. You would imagine England if you wanted them. We've already racked up fucking three wins out of four in our group. You've obviously City, um, etc. Do you know what I mean? So that's as far as I know. Uh, yeah. That's how it's going to work. So to be an extra place if you're coefficient is the best over this one year of, of your way for competitions. You'd imagine that will be the case. So I think first and foremost for us, if, look, look, if you'd have told me at the start of the season, look, he's going to get top four. And then after that, I'd have went, yeah, look, I'll take that because you need to yeah. you need to be back at the dance, really. And this exactly. group of players need to be back at the dance. But now, as the season goes on, you're going into late November, you're a point behind City going into play them. Obviously, you want more, you get greedy. You say, no, fuck, I want to be in a title race. I want to win that Europa. I want to win fucking all the competitions. I want, yeah. want, wanted that League Cup. I love the League Cup. I think it's fucking yeah. far better than the FA Cup. I love the League yeah. Cup. Now, fucking, now, Pricking around, ruining your weekend fixtures, all go <laughs> midweek, early final in the season. Yeah. I love it. It's a far better competition than, than the FA Cup. But look, that's what that's what it is. I, I think fucking staying at that hotel to draw would be grand. The draw would be more than grand. But listen, we fully expect us to have chances to win the game as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think there's there will be opportunities for both teams, and you just want like Allison to be the mm. the main man for us. Virgil back there being his um, steady self as well, and hopefully the likes of Ederson and all might have a little bit of a stinker for them. But look, to all, I agree with you. I think that could be the way forward. But we'll we'll wait and see. One thing I just want to quickly touch on with you as well. It's it's moving away slightly from this, but more sticking. Not even Man City. The, the stuff that happened with Everton, it seems to be rumbling on and rumbling on. And City, the attention now comes out that apparently Liverpool were putting pressure on the City thing to be sorted out quickly. I think your man Kieran Maguire, Pill Pill, that he even said that about that. But City look like they're trying to drag every fucker down with them. They're dragging Spurs and Chelsea and all are getting dragged into the mix for this financial fair play. Do you think that's just Man City throwing every laden, like in a horror film when Michael Myers is chasing them and they're just putting chairs down to slow them down? Are City just trying to drag it out with this points deduction that's inevitably coming their way? Because if everything got hit with a 10-point deduction for one breach, City surely must be have mm. something coming their way. Do you know what I mean? And is it inevitable that that something happens to City? Or do you think this is something that's in the future? Guardiola doesn't give a bollocks because he'll be gone. And mm. by the time it actually gets sorted out, or do you think teams will put pressure on to try and I, get this result? I, I think, I think, I think, I think the league were kind of clever, to be honest with you. I think the, I know it was the independent commission, but listen, I think, I think the Premier League have been clever because. They realise that they're after kind of setting a precedent now, or the independent commission has. They've charged everything an independent commission because I think other teams kind of now now City have, have probably been like just putting it on the long finger, wrapping it up in red tape. We're going to sue you for this, sue you for that, sue you for the other. Yeah. Um, and I think at some stage, like the chickens are going to come home to roost at some stage. Now, I, I would imagine. With this 10-point deduction that Everton after getting, I would imagine, not only Everton, obviously Everton will be shouting and screaming. I do think, we know, we're seeing, what, we're seeing that tweet where some fella just tied Kieran Maguire in it, as if yeah. to say, he said it, and he was like, no, we fucking didn't say it like that. <laughs> but I would imagine that other clubs are putting pressure on um, City 
are putting pressure on the Premier League to get it done with City because it's dragging on and dragging on and dragging on. Because what's going to happen is is that obviously you're hearing stuff about Leicester soon, teams that got relegated, um, wanting to be financially uh, get compensated over it because they've gone down. And the more and more that thing, like that, that can go obviously higher up do teams that missed out in the Champions League to see go after looking for money and all that because it's like so we would imagine that that's like the league of being clever there they've 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 got something out there's a 10 point deduction they've got something out there right now let's get things rolling with rolling with City and I think what our clubs will be pushing kind of behind them do you know what I mean um yeah we do think with the the, the thing on the Everton yoke is isn't I would imagine it's probably gonna get appealed down to five or six. That's that would be my thinking of it. But from the bit I read, and I read, just read a couple of things in the report. But the one thing that kind of stood out to me on the report was, it read, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but it was something along the lines of the Premier League warned everything to stop signing players. Basically, you're in a you're in a dodgy enough, you're in a precarious enough position, and you shouldn't really be signing X player, Y player. Do you know what I mean? But they did. And that ultimately kept them up. And now yeah. that's that's kind of my thinking of it. Ultimately, everything continued to spend um in breach of financial therapy or profit and fucking sustainability profit, or whatever yeah. they call it. Um and if they hadn't have done and come and come and comply with the rules like the other clubs did, they very well might have gone down. So I think that's they did gain a smart advantage. Now listen. Dave Downey's been on. Someone could come on and go, listen, your target show you there. That's not what happened. I was just reading bits and pieces of it. Yeah. But that was the one that jumped out at me. It was basically, I think, the league had basically informed everything saying, listen, you shouldn't really be signing uh, any more players in the position you're in. They they did. It worked. They stayed up. But they gained a Spartan advantage of us out. They were going to be punished. Um, but um, I would imagine it gets appealed probably down to five or six kids if I'm honest. Yeah, I thought that myself, but it's me. It's not getting immediately lobbed on. And look, you've said all along in our WhatsApp groups and things like that, and on other shows, if ever there was a year to get fucking deducted, ten take points, it. Yeah, this is it because they're going to stay up comfortably. You and Gav always have this chat. You know, Gav gets excited about mm. Everton getting relegated, and you're always the blading. The Grim Reaper, the, the Umonger there on they'll that. Be, they'll, be show, they'll be show they'll be shy all year, but they won't go down. Yeah, and this if you're gonna get a 10 point deduction, this is the year because mm. the other teams are just shy down there. So I think they'll say up. Did you hear that Everton fans are gonna fly a plane over the Liverpool Man City game to give out about the corrupt Premier League? Mm. Yeah, Gav text me today, uh telling me just going read this, it's unbelievable. Uh <laughs> we have what did he say to me? We have a plan, but it's gonna be dark, so we change the plan. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fucking be pitch dark at the United game for them on yeah. Sunday, sort of flying the plane over uh over there, uh, over the Etihad, which is this barn not manufactured, isn't it? Isn't that what they say? Yeah, Keith? That's it, yeah, yeah. What a, what a gang of lads, they're all closing their Barclays bank accounts and all. Oh, Jesus it. Christ, some of the, some of the, um, and and the, the, the weird thing, right? You can say fans, and and look, we all see stuff on Twitter or X or whatever the fuck it's called now, and the spaces that they do be in, and you listen to them for a laugh, you then hear like. Jamie Carragher and all comes out with some scutter about, you know, oh, the, the punishment's too harsh, and the journalists are all coming out and saying, oh, it's not fair, it's excessive. Like, they ultimately, they they broke the rules, they admitted it, they got, mm. they got caught, they owned up, yeah, we done it, they took that punishment. You just have to get on with it, don't they? You just have to blade and 
just shake it off and say, right, we go. As you said, great year for it to happen. We just fucking yeah, look, sure I, listen, even if it doesn't get appealed down, they're going to stay up. Like, if, yeah. in fairness to them, listen, I don't want them to win a fucking game at Tiddly Wings, but <laughs> like, they've won three out of last far away games. And I know Dave Downey has been on before saying it actually suits them better to go away from home. He thinks they're yeah. playing at Goodison. Like, they've, they've had some bad results at home this year at Goodison. Um, they don't want the ball, but they know what they know what they're doing when they don't have the ball. Yeah. Typical yeah. Sean Doyle thing. They'll be fine. Um, even with the ten points, they listen. Wouldn't wouldn't shock me fucking at all if they beat United on Sunday and they're out of relegations on Sunday night. Yeah. So um, so listen, they, they'll be fine. It's it's probably just a principal thing for them over Man City. Although, but listen, fuck them. They were fucking. They were fucking Man City fans singing "Blue Moon" at the Etihad yeah. and fucking waving flags now for long enough. So fuck them. Yeah, no sympathy you know I mean? for them. No, no, yeah. no, no sympathy at all. Um, don't start, don't start fucking coming for City now when they were <laughs> fucking singing "Blue Moon" arm and arm at them at the Etihad when they were exactly. pipping us the titles by fucking a point. And uh, do you know what I mean? So ah, fuck them. Yeah. Nah, exactly. Fuck them is right, and and hopefully you know they they might avoid it this year, but they're not a great side, mm. and hopefully the the end is coming for them. You know what I mean? But look, back to Liverpool. We think it's the two all draw sounds about right at the weekend, and we move on from that. Um. All going according to plan. We come out, you know, still a point behind Man City. Arsenal Spurs. I don't know who they're. Arsenal have Brentford. I think that was meant to be the half twelve, wasn't it? And they. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who. I don't know. Spurs, Spurs and City is the following week. Uh, yeah, so, so there's, there's so, going to be games yeah. happening up there that'll you know have an impact. So even if we draw, we might lose a place or two, but. You just come away from it, not giving them that psychological edge. You know that you get forward, you get a bit daylight between you. You know and. You just want to be able to to stay close. Look at the American football, you know, one score, keep one score, we're in, and yeah, listen, not just, have to go to the just try, Yeah, exactly. Don't don't fucking be like I said. It's fucking I'd have taken top four before the start of the year. Now you get greedy. You're on that coattails. Yeah. You want to stay in that coattails. You don't want them kind of running away. Ultimately, listen, I think City will win the league. Like, yeah. but, like you want to you want to stay in that you want to stay in that coattails. Um, we've got some. Uh, we've got some big games uh, coming up. Obviously, we've Fulham then the following week. Then we have a half 12 against Palace, which might work in our favour because I actually think Southwest Park's probably one of the best atmospheres in the league. So, yeah. with it not being, I'd rather be a probably half 12 there than the night game, to be honest with you. And obviously, then we play United and we play Arsenal uh, two, at home two weeks in the bounce, which are two big, big games. And if you can get six uh, and then once. You're really setting yourself up noise for it. Well, they'll be setting the fans up noise for a, for the Christmas Keith. Yeah. Um, with that one being on the 20 towards a half wave against Arsenal. Big game, big atmosphere. Pubs will be busy. So, yeah, look, just hopefully come out no worse than a point behind City on Saturday and then go from there. We've a winnable one, obviously, against Fulham the following week. So, I think what, what's been impressive with us this year, I felt anyway, is it was obviously I was at the Brentford game. Um, obviously, then there's West Ham, Villa. We've kind of dis- we've dispatched kind of some of the better, so some of the more tricky stories that yeah. you have to negotiate at home, and we've dispatched them f- very, very easily. So, uh, in games that we weren't last year, like Forest, we were fucking. Well, we obviously, should we we won the game and we should have won the game, but they fucking they made a hard for us for us last year. We pushed them aside this year, and 
Um, we've been we've been kind of really putting teams to the sword, more to trickier sides in the league. We've been putting them to the sword at home, so hopefully that can continue uh, the following week with Fulham. And then just like I said, you kick on into December, you know. Yeah, that's it. Once you're there or thereabouts, it's all you can mm. ask. You know what I mean? And be part of the, be part of the dance, as you say. Aim for the top four, and then well, not aim for the top four, but just secure the top four. Uh, aim for the title or whatever, and wherever mm. you land, you land. But yeah, look, it's been a, it's been a better year than we maybe expected with Liverpool with the changes that we've been going through. But you know, this is where we want to be. We want to be the big dogs as well, and you want to be. You want to be the team City are worried about, you know, with this this nonsense about last season, Manchester United and Arsenal and all that, and even Spurs now. Look, Liverpool are the ones that can that can put them 12, 13, 14 wins together and, and really apply that pressure. We just have to see them doing it now. So look, hopefully it's a good one for us on Saturday. Um, anything else before we go? No, no, all good. It's just like I said to you, I'm glad uh poor old Steve and Kenny fell in the sword, which was um, yeah. What you make of that? Yeah, what you make of that? Look, I I was kind of rooting for him to do well. Um, I was chatting to people. It's, do you know what? I couldn't, I couldn't sit here and argue kind of with anyone that he shouldn't have been sacked because his results have been poor. Yeah. But at the same time, when I've sat down and watched us, I've actually enjoyed watching us. To be honest with you, I haven't enjoyed us losing the games. Obviously, yeah. but I've enjoyed what he was trying to do. Like. Just, I think the France game, the part of France there a while ago, I think they, they pressed us and we tic tacked out past them. Yeah. And I just I remember just sitting there going, John, you know that was lovely because any other Ireland team, my whole lifetime, that thing is getting launched seven. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And getting up the pitch and all that. Now, I don't like, I think, I think a lot of, uh, maybe Mick McCarthy's ex players have had it in from, uh, yeah, it's been a lot, of, a lot of shit said. I, think, I felt I it was a bit harsh, yeah. I think they had it in from quite early, so he was, um, I think he was kind of behind the eight ball a bit, and yeah. the media kind of weren't buying it. But listen, I'd have, like I said, there, I couldn't argue with anyone who was staunchly gone, it was a disgrace. And second, I'd say, yeah, look, his results have been poor. I personally enjoyed how, the, how we've played. And listen, some of the guys have been shit, obviously, because we've been poor. But I would have absolutely zero confidence in the FAI appointing anyone to, <laughs> to, to take it on. I could see fucking Steve Bruce standing there with an orange yeah. scarf and fucking in two or three months' time and then going backwards <laughs> fucking fairly quickly. And do you know what I mean? Quite, not, not like you get what you deserve or whatever. Look, fans are entitled to want fucking results and stuff like that, obviously. Um, but I'd just be like, Jesus Christ, imagine. So... I don't know who they're going to get in. I think there's a lot of talk about Carsley. I think it'd be, he probably he would be a progressive appointment considering what he's done with the England on the 21s. But I, I, I wouldn't say I'd be amazed, but I'd be shocked if he took that it took the Ireland yeah. job, to be honest with you. 500 grand a year, seemingly, is the is the, is the doll. It's probably that small, but it's, it's great. It's obviously fucking great money. There's no denying that, but it's small, but it is in the world of football. And, well, uh, that's it. Who do you think will get it? Who, do you, who can you see getting it? Oh, like Carsley's just, probably a bit of a, a an ask to get Carsley. Who do you think? Probably a bit of an ask to get Carsley. I, I see this fella getting tilted around who who's doing quite well, but he's a bit of a mercenary, isn't it? Your man Herr Renard, he was the oh, yeah. Saudi Arabia manager in the world. Yeah, he's think, done a I few of the was, AFCON teams as well. Few over years, teams. I, think, I think he was managing France women's team, was he? Yeah, yeah oh, that's right, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. Well, will he come in and do he's the fella that wears the shorts that are far too yeah. tight from? You know what yeah, I mean? Loves he's a toy great, short, he's, in, he? he's in great nick though. Uh, yeah, for a man of his vintage. Yeah, for a man of his vintage. Him, I, I, I don't know. Just, listen, 
there's some left field shouts coming in all over the place about uh, about different fellas. Who, look at who knows who wants it. Who 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 will take it for that kind of dough? I don't, I don't really know. I'm not. I, I wouldn't be a, a, an Irish football man like Joe Walsh and Garbrand. Yeah, um, they're, they're the top of Irish football men. Top of Irish football men and have names all over, uh, all over the shop table. Listen, yeah. I, I, I Frank Lampard. I don't, I don't know. Listen, if they got cards, it'd be a bit of a queue, and you'd say, "All oh, right, grand." Listen, they, they they want to progress on from what they've done. But like I said, you, I would have absolutely fucking listen. That money's getting withheld again by the government. <laughs> yeah. And people yeah. think that sacking Kenny, like it's it's really taking the head off the snake, isn't it? Really, like, yeah. like what's it's fucking probably the same thing in, in in two qualifying campaigns time. You could be sitting here going, "What's what's going to happen?" The only thing is, felt for the under twenty ones now during the night against Italy. Um, geez, that young lad up front of QPR, Saint Clair Armstrong, looks a handful. He looks good, doesn't really, he? Yeah, really, yeah, looks a real handful. And that, I think the commentary was saying, I think. Italy had 65 or 70 Serie A appearances, yeah. uh, scattered through their team. Um, so uh, an experienced one at 21 side, and Jim Crawford really has them playing well, some, some, good, some good players. Really, it was unlucky, or it was heartbreaking, but it was a really poor goal to give away at the death. Yeah. Um, you've got to win that first header when it comes into the box, it ends up being pinballed around, and yeah, poor, poor goal to give away. But look, there, there's some good jumpers, and... and um, would Jim Crawford get it? Wouldn't surprise me if he fucking if they if they promoted him because it's the FAO and he'd be the cheap option. He'd be so. the cheapest option, yeah. He'd be the I would be the cheapest option, but I suppose the promoting the twenty ones manager is is a failed experiment at failed this stage. But exactly. you know, it's the thing you're dead right. They they've brought through young players. It's one thing Kenny has done, and Richard Dunn was quite scathing of him, saying, you know, oh, he's not there to bring through young players. He's there to win games, blah blah. But I, I felt he did bring, and as you say, the twenty ones have good young players, and even all the underage teams like does it. A wealth of talent coming through. So the appointment, if you can get the right appointment, that's why I think Carl's Carsley would be great. Mm. That'll play young players, that'll be play progressive football, which Kenny didn't. You know, he tried, but he, he ultimately couldn't do. If you can get a, a manager that can do that, exciting times ahead, I'd say, for the yeah, others. Yeah, but look at this. I know Gus Poye has been kind of twerking at the FAO. I'm, yeah. not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure, I'm not sure he's the man to be honest with you. Yeah, I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't be too. I wouldn't be too sure about about him. He's kind of yeah. he hasn't really done it really wherever he's gone. Like, listen, yeah. granted, he beat Ireland twice, which is so fair enough. Slaves up, he he, uh, he done that. But apart from that, listen, it's it, it, who knows? It, I'd, I'd, if I had to put money on it, I'd say it could be an old left field appointment where you, you don't see it coming because I, I don't see Carsley taking it, and no. I'm not sure the FEO have. I'm not sure the brains trust in the FEO have. Um, Fucking have too many more names on, on that short list, and it could be just someone, it could be an agent or anything. You know, the way football goes, yeah. could be an agent just helping his man in, and they go, Right, okay. As you say, Steve Bruce holding up the Irish uh, scarf in a few yeah. weeks' time Would, wouldn't no. shock me, yeah. wouldn't shock me, Keith. Yeah, 100%. Well, look, we'll leave it there. Um, Davo, thanks for coming on tonight. Yeah, uh, good to have a little chat about pleasure. the game. Oh, it was yeah. a pleasure. Indeed, indeed. Um, I don't know what the plan is for the rest of the week with shows. I know Gav's been a little bit under the weather, but I'm sure he'll be back on the ball soon. So I'm sure he'll be back with something uh, over the next few days. Um, and he'll fill you in on that because I haven't got a fucking clue. Mm. So uh, we'll leave it there for tonight. Uh, I've been your host, Keith. He's been Davo. We'll see you all again soon. Podcast Network.